Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features three brief episodes of Baby Snooks. Each episode is only about seven minutes long. They first aired from 1939 through 1942. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here is Fanny Bryce's Baby Snooks. I'm beginning to believe that Daddy, played by Hanley Stafford, needs a few lessons in child-rearing. This time, he has allowed Snooks to talk him into taking her on a hunting trip. As the scene opens, we find them stalking game on the side of a wooded mountain miles from the camp. Now listen. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a plate of water. Snooks. Uh-huh. Save your breath. This is very rugged country. Tough climbing. No, it ain't it easy. Well, we'd better stop and let you get some rest. I don't want to rest. I like it. I insist. You must rest. <laughs> Why? Because you're only a little child. Uh, uh, uh. Are you going to faint, Daddy? <laughs> no. But you're too small to put such a strain on your system. This kind of exertion might even cause an exacerbation of your viscera. You think so, huh? I certainly do. Now, what kind of a father would I be to let you weigh yourself out like that? Sit on this rock. Oh, we just rested over there. I know, but I brought you on this hunting trip, and it's up to me to see that you don't... Overexert yourself. That's why I keep making you stop and rest every few yards. <laughs> Understand? Mm-hmm. Cause you're fat, sticky, and you can't walk. Nothing of the sort. I've hunted over much tougher country than this. It's just that I'm a little out of condition. Besides, this shotgun weighs a few pounds, you know. I'll carry you, Daddy. No. You've got enough there with my coat. And those <laughs> shells... And the canteen and the game bag. And I'm on top. Well, you carry the shotgun and I'll take that heavy game bag off your hands. There's nothing in the bag, Daddy. Well, don't worry. There'll soon be plenty in it. They didn't call me Crackshot Higgins for nothing, you know. Crackpot Higgins? Crackshot. Who calls me Crackpot? You know. I don't know anything of the kind. And you'd be a lot better off if you didn't repeat everything your mother says. <laughs> now, I want to see you shoot a whale. Not whale. Quail. We're quail hunting. I don't see nothing. Well, it's near the end of the season, and the birds are gun-shy. But I know we're catching up with a bevy right now. How do you know? Well, here. Look at these little tracks. See those scratchy marks in the sand? <laughs> They've been feeding here not ten minutes ago. Have they? Why, Sure. I'm a terrific woodsman. Can't fool me on any kind of tracks. <laughs> Didn't know your old dad was strictly an outdoors, Charlie, did you? <laughs> I think you're wonderful, Charlie. From these little marks, I can tell there was around 11 quail in the bunch, and they've been feeding on holly berries, and they've headed south by southeast. You can tell that off from those little scratches. Why, certainly. That's funny. Why? Because I just made them with a stick. <laughs> Honey, isn't it? I think so. Well, you happen to make marks exactly like quail tracks. I'm good, ain't I, Daddy? Oh, you're dynamite. 
<laughs> I'm not so hot on this bird stuff anyway. I'm a big game man. <laughs> Let's play a game, Dad. There's no playing with this kind of game. You're looking at a man who hunted bear in Alaska. In Alaska? You heard me. You was hunting bear? That's right. Didn't he even put on underwear? Certainly I put on underwear. <laughs> I was fully dressed. The object of the hunt was a bear. The chase lasted nearly four days. But the bear couldn't catch you. No, I climbed a tree. What do you mean? <laughs> I tracked that great big she-bear day and night and finally cornered her against the side of a hill. I raised my rifle and threw a bead on her. Uh-huh. But suddenly I decided not to shoot her. Why? She didn't have the right expression for a rug. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think so. Well, shall we move along? All right. All right, try not to make any noise. No, we don't. We may jump some quail around here. Stay over to my left. Mm-hmm. Daddy! What is it? Look at what I got. What have you got? A pretty little pussy cat. Oh, snooks. Ain't you cute? Put that down. Let it go, quick. Why? Because it's not a cat, it's a... Oh! <laughs> What's that funny smell, Daddy? Come on. Let's get out of here. Hurry. Are we going to hunt some through a whale? We're not going to hunt anything. Come on, Hurry. There's no game around here anyway. Come on, I want to eat. Now, you'll eat as soon as we get back. Come on, let me carry all that stuff. Oh, I should have known better than to take you along. Come on, move a little faster. Come on, I want to eat, Daddy. I don't see how you can stand the thought of food after what happened. <laughs> you must have an appetite like a crocodile. I want to eat a crocodile. Oh, stop it. I'll take care of you when we get back to camp. Oh, what a trip. Haven't even shot my gun once. I see something, Daddy. Where? Right there. Ain't that a whale? Shh, look out. Mm-hmm. Oh, just my luck. It's a pheasant. Shoot it, Daddy. Oh, how I'd love to. But the season's closed on pheasant. I'm not allowed to shoot it. Why? If I get caught shooting pheasant out of season, they throw me in jail. I won't tell nobody. Hmm. Could be in self-defense. <laughs> And if a snoopy old game warden comes around, I'll pin his ears back. Will you, Daddy? You bet. <laughs> Here. I'll level my gun and you pull yeah. the trigger. All right. Now? Now. <laughs> we got him, Daddy. Quick. Let's stuff him in the bag. <laughs> oh, good thing there's nobody around. Hello, Marty. Oh. I uh, Hello, mister. Any luck? No, no, no. Not a thing. Haven't even seen any game. Thought I just heard a shotgun. My daddy just shot a peasant. Huh? Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm an actor. I just worked in a Russian picture where I shoot a lot of peasants. Oh, daddy. What's that in your game bag? Uh, what business is it of yours? I happen to be the game warden. Oh. Can you hear back down? What have you got in that bag? Why, nothing. Honest, you can ask the child. She wouldn't lie. There's nothing in the bag, is there, Snooksy? Yes. I thought so. What is it? It's a pussy with a white stripe. A pussy with... Oh, what a soaphead. Where do I tell the boy? <laughs> oh, Snooks. You're a lifesaver. Yes? You certainly fooled him. He thought it was really in the bag. I fooled you too, Daddy. Well, what do you mean? It is in the bag. Ain't I smart? Oh, what a hunting trip. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Hello. Hello, John. Hello, Daddy. How are you? Hey, I figured out a way to get that $50 trout rod. Well, I thought you were going to hold the money back from that raise you got last My week. My wife found out about it. Oh. But I can get the money. I've got a perfect plan. What is it? Well, all I have to do is get Snooks on the Quiz Kids program. Well, Daddy, do you think she's smart enough to she's be with those kids? She's plenty smart. But just to be on the safe side, I'm going to send in a batch of questions myself. Oh. I'll rehearse her with the right answers, and it's a sin she'll win one of those $100 prizes. See? I see. Well, I'm going to work on her as soon as she comes in. Goodbye, John. Goodbye, Daddy. Poor Daddy. He lives in a world of dreams. Now, let's see. I'll pick out some hard questions so none of the other kids can answer them. Snooks is pretty bright anyway, and I guess it's in the back. How, Daddy? Oh, hello, baby. <laughs> well, how about a nice big kiss for Daddy? Huh? <laughs> I, Snooks, don't you want to give your Daddy a kiss? No. Oh, why not? Because there's something fishy going on. <laughs> no, there's nothing fishy. It's true, I don't kiss you very often, but that's because you misbehave so much and make me angry. But tonight, I... I like you. Yes? Yes. <laughs> Why? Well, in the first place, you haven't done anything to make me mad. Have you? Ain't I? <laughs> no. And tonight, something very important has happened that's made me consider you in a new light. I knew it. What? We got another baby. <laughs> no nonsense. We haven't got another baby at all. Why? Why? Yeah. Ropespierre's still in his swaddling clothes. We haven't got room for any more babies. Well, let's trade in Ropespierre. Oh, don't be silly. How on another baby? Snooks? How on another baby? Why are you trying to aggravate me? This is one night I don't want any fights. We've got to work together. Why? Well... You're going to help me get that fishing rod I want so badly. For that, you're going to kiss me? Well, yes. Mm. You must want that rod awfully bad, Daddy. Oh, now don't talk like that. Well, I don't like kissing anyhow. Every time Aunt Sophie comes, she kisses me. Oh, don't you kiss her back? No. I kiss her face. <laughs> Well, if you don't want to, I won't press you. But you will help me with this idea I've got, won't you? I don't know. Oh, it's awfully simple, Snooks. Did you ever listen to the quiz, kids? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to try and get you on that program. Why? Well, you'll win $100 prize money. And you'll give me $50 for my rod. Will I? Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> no. If I win the money, why should I give you any? Well, it's my idea. Then you go on it. <laughs> oh, you must do it, Snooks. After all, you'll get $50 all for yourself. How much will you get? Me? Why, I'll get 52 You'll get 52 Yes. Why should you get $2 more than me? I don't get $2 more than you. Maggie. When I say I get 52 I don't mean I get 52 I mean I get 52 The two twos are different. One is two, an adverb, and the other is two, a number. You follow me? I'm way ahead of you, Daddy. Uh, what do I mean? You mean you want to beat me out of two dollars? Nothing of the kind. Yes, 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 we'll yes. divide the hundred dollars evenly. Is that satisfactory? Nope. Well, why not? Because I ain't going on no program. You're scared. No, I ain't. 
I just ain't smart enough. What? You mean to tell me my child can't compete with those infantile intellects? Yeah, I mean to tell you. Oh, bosh. <laughs> I never tell you how smart you are because I don't want you to get a swelled head. But I know you've got brains. <laughs> For a child of your age, your brain is plenty old. My teacher says it's brand new. Oh, she did? She says I never use it. <laughs> oh, what does she know? Now, look. Since I've been helping you with your homework, you've been getting good marks, haven't you? Answer me. Haven't you? Daddy. What? Can you write your name with your eyes closed? Well, sure I can. Well, here, sign my report card. Well, let me see that. Now, close your eyes, Daddy. Snooks. What's the meaning of all these zeros? The meaning? Yes, the meaning. You mean the zeros? I mean the zeros. Why did the teacher give you these marks? There ain't no lower ones, Daddy. <laughs> I know it. Do you realize this whole report card is nothing from start to finish? Well, there's no use worrying about nothing, is oh, there, Oh, stop <laughs> Now, why should you get a zero in composition? I don't know, Daddy. I wrote an awful good one. Oh? What was it about? Baseball. And what did you write? Rain, no game. <laughs> I see. Maybe you can explain this mark you got in oral English. Well, I had to recite 50 words about cats. Well? So I said, I once lost my cat. That's five words, ain't it? What did you say for the other 45? I said, here, pushy, 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 pushy. Oh, that's <laughs> Well, I can see I'd better forget about my fishing rod entirely. You'll never get on that program. Why? This report card automatically rules you out. Do you have to show it to them? I mean, you're not smart enough. You probably wouldn't be able to answer your name and address. Yes, I would, Daddy. Try me. Ask me anything. No. Oh, and I picked out a wonderful batch of questions, too. <laughs> Ask me, Daddy. All right. What was Louis the Fourteenth responsible for? Louis the Fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what for you? You'd better go and study. I was a fool to think you could help me. Well, pick an easier question. I'll just one more. Yeah, one more. Let's see. <laughs> now here's better, one. Better, better. If a baby is born on a boat flying the Spanish flag. And his mother is Scotch and his father is Irish. What nationality is the baby? Um, is it a boy or girl? It doesn't make any difference. What's the baby's nationality? He ain't got none. Oh, of course he has. Yeah? No matter where a baby's born, he takes the same nationality as his father or mother. Even if he's born in the middle of the ocean? Yes. Well, suppose nobody was there except his aunt. Then what? It couldn't happen. Why? Forget it. Just forget I ever asked you to go on the quiz program. Go on, leave me alone. Oh, you're just mad because you can't answer the question yourself. Oh, is that so? Yeah. I can answer any question I ask. And that's more than you can do. No, it ain't. Well, let me see you answer one of your own questions. All right. How does a rabbit dig a hole in the ground? 
without leaving any dirt around it. What's the answer? He starts from the inside. <laughs> inside. How does he get inside in the first place? That's your question, Daddy. You answer it. So long. Oh. Here they are again, ladies and gentlemen. Baby Snooks and Daddy. For want of something better to do, Daddy is taking Snooks to see a moving picture for the first time in her life. As the scene opens, we find them entering the theater. Here they are. Well, Snooks, this will be the first time you've ever gone to a movie. Aren't you happy? Yes, Daddy. And I'm giving you a real treat, too. We're going to sit in the orchestra. What's the orchestra? Well, the orchestra has the best seats. Fifty-five cents apiece. In the balcony, they're only thirty cents. You see, it's cheaper up there. What picture's in the balcony? The same picture, only the orchestra's better. Why? Come on in. Oh, it's dark. Yes. Just stick close to me till we find some seats. Why is it dark here? It's dark so you can see the picture. Can you see in the dark, Daddy? No. Well, how can you see the picture? Because the picture's light. Then why is it dark? So you can see the picture. The picture's light and the theater's dark, so the contrast lets you see the light even though it's dark. Do you feel all right, Daddy? <laughs> feel fine. Now just sit down and keep quiet. All right. Daddy? What is it? Why do all these people sit here? They're watching the picture. What for? Because they enjoy it. I don't like it. <laughs> well, why not? Because it's got no Indians. Well, they don't have any Indians in this picture. Why? Because it's about Abraham Lincoln. You see, there's little Shirley Temple sitting on his knee. Who's Abraham Lincoln? He was one of our greatest presidents. And he lived a long time ago. Did you know him, Daddy? No. He's long before my time. Is Shirley Temple older than you? Now, why do you ask such a ridiculous question? Well, she knows Lincoln. No, she doesn't know Lincoln. <laughs> then why is she sitting on his lap? Because it's not really Abraham Lincoln. Is it really Shirley Temple? <laughs> of course. Well, how could she be sitting on his lap when she's not? Because it isn't really Lincoln. A man is playing Lincoln's part. Why? Because Lincoln is dead. He looks alive to me. I know, but he isn't. That man is alive. No, Lincoln is not alive. Oh, who plays Shirley Temple's part? Shirley Temple! Why? Because Shirley Temple is Shirley Temple. Well, ain't Lincoln Lincoln? No, possibly not. Daddy, are you sure you feel all right? Will you keep that child quiet? Oh, I'm sorry, madam. <laughs> Snooks, if you keep talking so much, you'll have us thrown out of the theater. Well, Shirley Temple's talking. She's talking on the screen. I want to talk on the screen. <laughs> well, you can't do it. Nobody can talk on the screen. But they're all talking on the screen. You only think they're talking. That's not them at all. It's the illusion you get of a soundtrack through the film. So even though you hear them talking, they're not really talking. It, it's... Shh, watch the picture. Do you see? Now the Civil War has started. And they're all going to war. Why is the lady crying? Because her husband is going to war. Shirley Temple's husband? No, no! Shirley Temple has no husband. Why? Because she hasn't. Now keep quiet. 
Oh, look. They're off for the front. Where's the front, Daddy? <laughs> Where are they fighting? Where are they fighting? At the front. Ah. Oh. Sook, she'll drive me crazy. Uh, <laughs> now what? I want to go home. Well, don't you want to see the end of the picture? Yes. You want to see the end of the picture and you also want to go home? Uh-huh. Well, Snooks, you can't do everything. You simply can't do both. Why? Oh, what's the use? We're going home. <laughs> Baby Snooks was the brainchild of comedian and former Zigfield Folly star Fanny Bryce. Bryce claimed that Snooks emerged as part of her vaudeville act in 1912 as a caricature of Baby Peggy, a popular child star of the day who appeared in ruffles and curls and flounces, and looked to Bryce like a strawberry ice cream soda. She based the personality of Snooks, a slyly impish infant, on her own childhood. Bryce first played Snooks on the radio in Zigfield Follies of the Air in a bit written by Philip Rapp and David Freeman. Rapp continued to write for her when Bryce moved on to The Good News Show. Bryce was given her own show in 1944, Toasty's Time, which was soon renamed The Baby Snooks Show. Snooks became the primary element of Bryce's repertoire, to the extent that in later years she rarely appeared in public out of character. The show soon became a favorite of radio listeners and presented a style of adversarial comedy that presaged the Bickersons. Daddy Higgins, played by Hanley Stafford, and Mommy Higgins, played by Arlene Harris, were constantly bickering, the conflict invariably prompted by the manipulative, blackmailing, double-crossing Snooks who found endless entertainment in the strife. Series regulars included Leon Ledoux as Snooks' younger brother Robespierre, Danny Thomas, Charlie Cantor, and Lillian Randolph. Meredith Wilson, Carmen Dragon, and vocalist Bob Graham provided the music. In 1945, when illness prevented Bryce from appearing, the Search for Baby Snooks storyline was included as a plot device, and guest stars searching for Snooks included Robert Benchley, Sidney Greenstreet, Kay Kaiser, and Peter Laurie. In May 1951, Bryce suffered a cerebral hemorrhage and died at age 59, two days after the last broadcast of the Baby Snooks show. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.